0: How honest do you need to be with your partner? I'm not talking about tea keeping really big secrets, but in terms of just general things like how you happen to feel even from moment to moment in response to things that happen with your partner. In today's podcast, we're gonna be talking about honesty. How important is it in your relationship and how can it damage your relationship if you're not honest? If you'd like to find out more about how to improve your relationships, head over to therelationshipmaze.com where we have lots of free resources and our online conflict style quiz where you can discover your conflict style in relationships. We also have our relationship course, The Relationship Maze, uh, which has a comprehensive guide about how to create a fulfilling relationship. Welcome to today's podcast. And today we're talking about honesty in relationships.
1: Yeah. So when we talk uh, when we when we talk about honesty, we are referring to this idea that you uh, express to your partner what you are experiencing all of the time, or what's happened to you, or where you ba- basically you share everything with your partner. Yeah. And um, I think what's what's interesting, maybe as part of this discussion today, is also to consider that there might be more or less honesty in your relationship depending on what stage your relationship is at. Yeah. And different types of
0: honesty, because, I mean, and and lots of what we're talking about here is maybe we're talking about little sort of things that we're not saying or saying, because there's Mm -hmm. a difference between not saying something Mm -hmm. and honesty as well. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's sort of, you know, for example, there are times where maybe it pays not to say everything Mm -hmm. that you're thinking, Mm -hmm. like, you know, say your partner's um, got an interview that day and, and, and you're thinking, you know, Actually, they don't look as attractive as normal. I mean, I'm not going to say to them, you know, you're not looking so good today. (laughs) (laughs) Because it doesn't serve anybody. But in a way, you know, Mm. if we take this too far, we could think, well, every little thing we're going to say. Yes. And, Mm. you know, we all have thoughts, some thoughts... Don't need to be shared. Some things are just thoughts.
1: Mm, Um, So I suppose
0: one of the challenges is where does the line cross? Because I think Mm. the thing is, if we continually subject ourselves to not expressing how we feel about, for example, something that really annoys us Mm -hmm. or something that makes us feel undermined, Mm -hmm. then we start getting into this pattern where we keep feeling undermined by our partner. And it may be that the partner has no idea that something they do leaves us feeling like that, because this could be something from our past, Mm. which we talked about in other podcasts. Mm. But by sharing that, it's a chance to communicate and kind of have this out in the open and explore what's actually really really going on here. So this is one side with honesty of feelings, where sometimes keeping those sort of things hidden leads to a past in a relationship where we both end up feeling bad and can be quite destructive in a relationship.
1: Yeah I'm thinking in particular about um honesty of expression sort of as a, you know which can be almost like a form of lying and it might be motivated by um it might be motivated by feelings of trying to protect the partner for example but it might backfire so I'm thinking of honesty in terms of letting my partner know what uh, I think or feel when it really matters Um, And very often, particularly in the early stages of the relationship, the honeymoon period, I think we're all prone to lying, Um, you know, on on a small scale, I'm not talking about big lies, I'm not talking about withholding, sort of actively withholding information, for example, I'm thinking more about for trying to please the other person so for example you know um i might say to you i might i might have just met you and i want to impress you and i want to make sure that you're really on my side so you might say oh i i really love going uh to see to the cinema to see a big action movie right and i might think well i'm not really that keen on action movies but i'll tell you yeah great you know i love action movies just because i want to you know, align with you, so to speak. But if this carries on, this is a small example, tiny weeny example, but if it carries on, yeah, um, if it carries on and gets carried forward in the relationship, further down the line, this might create some difficulties. And you then might also be really disappointed when I say a year later, oh God, do we have to see, you know, these stupid films again? I really don't like them. And you might say, well, but you told me you love it.
0: Yeah, well, I, I don't see that as a small thing. I see that as quite a big thing, actually. Oh, nice, so good, it's like, you know, right. early on, if somebody says they like something, mm. then I find out they don't, mm-hmm. I, I would feel that's quite a major thing. Oh. It's like, you know, suddenly it's sort of, you build your relationship at a foundation that you have a shared interest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's quite a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are things, I think we all... You know, stretch the truth, mm. which, you know, I've heard some therapists talk about. We all lie every day. Sure. Is that, you know, when you're doing your CV, when you're going for a job interview, we're trying to kind of give that the, the best side of us. Mm-hmm. Whereas we're not seeing kind of uh, we're not, you know, we're not showing the qualities we don't like. Mm. So, you know, we go into an interview, they say, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And Mm. you try to make your weaknesses sound like strength. Whereas a lot of the time we may feel that actually there's a lot of things that are weaknesses. So we all go through a process of Mm. of kind of changing truth slightly, but I think some of these things, even like Um, I really love action films, Mm. I feel is quite potentially a major thing. And I'd wonder, (laughs) why would you have to do that at the beginning of a relationship? First of all, if you have to lie about things you like to get into a relationship, that relationship probably isn't a relationship you should be in because you're not going to enjoy it because you haven't got any shared interest. You're just making up that you have.
1: I know, but I think these things happen all of the time. Uh, maybe not quite in uh, as obvious an example as this, but where we are withholding maybe. It might not be an outright lie in the sense of, I love this when I don't love it, but it might be in the sense of not expressing that, for example, we're a bit dissatisfied if our partner is late from home again. Yeah? We might say something like, oh, it doesn't really matter, it's fine. This sort of brushing under the carpet. That's not really a, a direct lie, but it's also not being honest, is
0: it? No. But I think, again, with that, there has to be some sort of uh, like thinking about, does this happen a lot? Because mm-hmm. if it happens once or twice, I mean, mm-hmm. whose problem is that in the first place? And that's what I was talking mm-hmm. about earlier, is that you know, where is the issue coming from? Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to express that, mm-hmm. Um but also not necessarily putting your partner under pressure. If they, ha- you know, if they can't avoid being home late from work occasionally because that's the nature of the work, it's finding an agreement with that. You can express that in a safe way. We've talked about that mm. in other podcasts. Yeah. How do you express some of this? Absolutely. But it's also having that appreciation. Where does the sort of where does this upset come from? Is this just something that you need to look at yourself? Is it something that if you look at yourself, you don't need to even bring this as a topic, which could lead to your partner feeling bad? Sorry,
1: I'm not following.
0: Well, if it's, for example, you know, occasion your partner's late from work or, you know, and and you know, they have a very demanding job. But Mm. it also provides quite a lot of things like, you know, together you're able to go on really good holidays that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Um, At what point do you express that? After it mm. happens once, twice, three times, mm. when you do express it, is there a chance that that's then going to make your partner feel guilty about doing that when they may not have a choice really when it comes to work?
1: Sure, but it's not about so it's not about that. It's about sort of being quite being clear about where where you coming from, letting your partner know how a particular behaviour impacts, for example.
0: Yeah, but so, the, 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 what I'm meaning is, sorry, just I think that there are some things that I think. We can recognise that we may feel, you know, upset about this at the time, but actually this comes from our expectations and we may not need to express those. We may need to work on actually thinking, is this really a big issue for me? Is it something I need to express? And I think that's something I think to think about first of all as well is... Is this really something that is necessary to express or is this something that I can actually change myself or is this something that actually does cause a problem
1: I think it is necessary I think the point that I'd like to make is that it is necessary to express that because it's setting it's it's getting you know it's getting into a more Honest relationship in that sense has been making quite clear this is having an impact. This is how I am receiving this. I don't really like it when you're that late. Um, Whether their partner needs to change their behavior or not is neither here nor there. I think that's fine. But I think the lie comes with the saying, oh, it's fine, it's not a problem. Because what happens then is that I might have some feelings, I might, I feel, start to, you know, start to get quite resentful over a period of time and but I'm pretending to my partner that it's not a problem and I think this is this is difficult
0: yeah but I think there's a couple of things here which is first of all um it's pretending it's not a problem saying it's okay when it's not that's the lie
1: yeah
0: however it's may not be necessary to make the lie you but you may not have to say I don't like it when you're home late Cause that could put undue pressure on your partner so that they end up having a lot of guilt about being late when it's oh. unavoidable due to the nature of their work. But so I think it's about uh, yeah. it's about how you communicate it. But and that also is the owning that, you know, I when you're home late from work, as we've talked about how to express feedback as well, when you're home late from work. What I imagine is X, Y, Z is that you're not caring about me or whatever. So Mm. you're saying what what you're Mm. imagining and taking ownership for that, and that leaves me feeling upset.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not saying. I think you might have misunderstood. I'm not Mm. saying um, you know don't you shouldn't you know that you shouldn't express that or you should put pressure on your partner or you should expect a behaviour change. That's not really the point here. The point is that. Um, If I'm not expressing what I feel, if I have a strong feeling about something that might be frustrating for me, for example, if I don't let my partner know but pretend it's okay, then this in the further down the line is going to create a big problem because I'm going to be sitting on a mountain of resentment. And what you do with that jointly as a couple is a whole other question and how you want to manage that is something that you need to, you know, that you need to negotiate as a couple. But the point is it's the 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 lack of expression or the lie, the lack of honesty here, Um, that needs to be addressed. And it might, and very often it's not addressed because there might be anxiety. There might be this sense of, I can't let my partner know that I'm really frustrated because if I let them know they might not love me anymore, so I better don't tell them. Mm. That's very often uh, an experience that... Lots of people have uh, because they feel that if they let their partner know what they're really feeling, that it's confrontational. It's risking the relationship. There's something at risk here. And therefore, let me just tell someone the lie here smooth over it because then I'm preserving the relationship that I want to have.
0: Yeah, and I I think this is actually quite an interesting one because I think there's different ways of seeing this as well. And this is why, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. in our conversations you may have slightly different arguments about this. So Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. I've actually worked with quite a few people who their partners have expressed certain things, like, for example, getting home late from work, Mm -hmm. but the the partner hasn't been able to do anything different because of the nature of their Mm -hmm. work. But they've been left feeling lots of guilt, and it ends up actually causing a problem in relationship because it's being expressed.
1: Sure. But, so this is but the challenge.
0: Can... How do you deal with this? And then there's the other level where... Um, sorry to interrupt mm. you. Where kind of, you know, say, for example, it's... You know, there are some things I think we need to recognise our, within ourselves that need to be worked on that not need to be expressed. For example... If I feel insecure every time my partner goes out with their friends and I say, I don't, you know, I feel very, I always feel upset when you go out and see your friends regularly. Mm-hmm. There's this potential where expressing mm-hmm. these things regularly could lead to almost sort of coercive control where the partner feels, actually, I can't go and see my friends because it upsets my partner. Sure. So I think it's how you express this and where some of these issues, we can see that these are things for myself, but it's actually not that my partner is doing anything intention you no, know of doing anything to well and it might be your, of course and it yeah. might be your material I absolutely
1: yeah. agree with you um if you get jealous for example or worried if when your partner goes out with your friends and you're expressing that um the thing is it's gonna if you don't express it it's gonna come into the relationship dynamic one way or the other anyway it's going to be there mm. if you are worried about something and you're not expressing it it's going to manifest through very often through passive aggressiveness, for example. Yeah. But, and I'm also not saying that your partner has to do anything. If I, if I uh, with the material that you put on the table, so if you have a, a very anxious partner or somebody with low self-esteem um, who is sitting on a lot of anxiety when their partner is out and about and doing something without them, then that is the material for the anxious partner to manage, yeah, and to deal with and to address It's their piece of work. But uh, what I'm saying is it still needs to be brought into the relationship. That doesn't mean that the other partner who's at the receiving end has got to sort it out. It's not their job to sort it out, but they might need to know about it. Yeah? They might need to know that they are dealing with a partner who's highly anxious. Um, so that's what I'm talking about, just opening these channels. In the end, the feelings that you have are always your feelings, that you know you're responsible for your feelings. Um, That doesn't mean that um, if you have this anxious partner who constantly fusses about what you're doing, that you have to do something with that. It's Mm. not your job. It's the other person's job to uh, address that and to work on that.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think there's a a little bit... We're responsible to our feelings, but we're not responsible... I think we also have to take into account where a relationship is abusive, for example, that we can't... We shouldn't stay in that relationship and say, actually... I should own how I feel. I mean, I think you know we have to, that has to be changed. Of that course. relationship has to be, you know, either left or something done about it. Mm. So, so I think you know if there's different levels of how we look at this. It can get quite complex. Mm. But I think from what you're discussing, to be able to be honest in a relationship in terms of every little thing, I think there has to be a level. It doesn't have to be everything. No, no, but, no. But it's... I think it, it's a balance. But I also think. To be really honest about some of these things that maybe you're talking about sounds to me as though you need to have a level of self-awareness before you can do it safely. And both partners do. Of course. And there has, has to be a way of communicating it so we don't bring up defences, mm. so we don't create that guilt. Exactly. And I think it's we have to have that level of self-awareness understanding, which sometimes may require actually you know, couples therapy yeah. to help provide that environment or learning or like, our course, the relationship maze where you start to look at yourself. You start to understand your partner more fully mm. to have that understanding and insight, I think, is important before we just suddenly jump into really being honest with everything. Because I think there is this danger where, you know, suddenly being honest means, you know, for some people nitpicking every single little thing their partner does which is never going to be helpful
1: no sure it's a fine line I, I think you, you you're looking at one extreme of uh, this particular <laughs> argument I think with the one extreme where you know con- you constantly you're over expressing I, I take your point and I think it can be quite haranguing and it it, bec- it, it can become this kind of you can become this very critical partner mm. that's not really what I'm talking about yeah here. Um, So I'm not saying let your partner know all of the time when they're doing something that annoys you. But having more of a stance, what I'm describing is more of a stance maybe overall from both partners to have more honesty in the relationship, to also have these difficult uh, conversations where sometimes you can let your partner know that you're frustrated about something and the partner can hear it without immediately becoming defensive and saying, whoa, 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 and you know, you know, pushing back to have that openness to create a relationship where you can have a little bit more of that openness, where you can say something that might not you might not want to hear. Yeah, you might, uh, you might, you creating a space where you can both express something quite safely to each other and you can listen uh, to each other and can think maybe as a team about what we're going to do about it. That's what I'm talking about yeah. here. And I think if you are If you're setting yourself up, particularly in the honeymoon period of the relationship where you are trying too hard to be another person just to please your partner, you're going to run into difficulties. That's the point that I'm trying to make here.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, there's an extent where we do that and yeah. that's okay because, you know, there's going to be... And also, you know, sometimes we start not to think about those bad qualities. So it's mm. not even a conscious thing that we yeah. might stretch the mm. truth. Like, even, like I talked about going for a job interview, you may not be thinking blatantly about, I've got to put across the best side, but you tend to do that because of mm. the nature of that situation. Mm. But for me, it's, uh, it's these bigger things which are distinctly not true. Which is different from maybe not always saying. So saying, I yeah, I love action movies. I love opera. When you don't, I mean that that is a mistruth. Whereas mm-hmm. there's some things we may not always communicate um, because not everything needs to be communicated all yeah. the time because there is a level. Yeah. And I think again, it's later in a relationship. So there, are, you know, there are some situations where, you know, if your partner, for example, is going out with friends every night, never spending time with you, then, you know, these are things that could create an obvious dynamic of, you know, feeling obsessed. And having a safe way to express that is important. Yeah. I mean, a partner may not realise it has that effect. Mm -hmm. Um, But for you, you might want more time with them. And it's finding a way to build on that and be able to express that. Otherwise, five years down, down the road with a relationship, it's unlikely it's going to be there anymore because you're going to feel really you know not validated not kind of not loved by your partner well exactly i mean
1: it's also that you're pretending to be someone who you're not i think that's part of the problem if you are too compliant so to speak always trying to please your partner going along with everything that they suggest and want and and not expressing your own desires or your own boundaries then you're going to um, you're going to set you're setting you're setting yourself up for a dynamic in the relationship that's going to really bite you later. Yeah, and actually, sorry, sorry yeah? to
0: interrupt, but I think that's that for me is probably the most important mm. thing. Mm. Is different from what we've been discussing a little bit. Is. Being too compliant, mm-hmm. going along with what they said, mm-hmm. which is different from somebody mm-hmm. who maybe comes home from late from work and saying mm. you're upset. Sure. That's not about necessarily being compliant. If you say actually no, it's fine, that's that's a lie.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. But
0: you know, just you know, just just being quite open. That's you know, I, I think you can be open about that, but not having to kind of lie about it. But I think being compliant, going along with things you don't enjoy that's very different
1: but that's i think that's that happens a lot in the honeymoon period this, yeah you know this idea of well i go along with it because i don't want to jeopardize this newly evolving relationship so
0: yeah
1: i'll just say i'm fine with that that's yeah. exactly what i'm talking about yeah, yeah? so it's so, that yeah.
0: compliance yeah. and that, that compliance which in the long term to extremes mm. can end up where you really give up yourself
1: yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you end up
0: acting mm-hmm. not like yourself, but acting as this person that you think your partner wants you to be.
1: Well, it's also misleading because I think when further down the line, when you enter a different stage of your relationship where, uh, where the focus is less on, um, you know, we're, we're the same, which is what kind of happens in the early stages of the relationship. When you get into this kind of power struggle dynamic where you realise, well, actually, we're not the same. We have very different ideas about this, that and the other. Um, that's when these kind of early um, lies, in inverted commas, I think come more to the fore when you when you think like, well, hang on, but you've, you've pretended or you told me that you really like this or you pretended that you didn't mind this, that or the other. That's when this becomes a bit more problematic. And when you both realise, well, actually, you know, um, I had a different idea here uh, of you because you told me that you don't mind this and now you're telling me that you do. Mm. Um, that's when this kind of manifests a little bit more. Yeah. These little um, lies, so to speak, these little dishonesties in the early stages of the relationship. Yeah. That's when you have to renegotiate very often um, because you realize, well, actually, you know, the person who I have in front of me is not quite the person who I thought I had in front of me. Mm. They are. There's something here that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. You know? um, and it can become a bit more problematic then. Yeah. And of course, it becomes hugely problematic when you are dealing with the bigger lies when they are when there's been significant withholding from the beginning, for example, when you realize that your partner used to have huge alcohol problem that they never told you about you know before they met you, when you realize that you know there were issues in in past relationships that were quite significant that were never mentioned
0: yeah I mean I suppose some of those don't they determine whether they're ongoing because I mean I think there are some things that may have happened in past relationships mm-hmm. that's Th- th- there's no necessity to discuss them. Potentially sure. they could cause an issue. Sure. Or things that happened to you in childhood that may be very shocking, sure. which you haven't revealed to your partner mm-hmm. in the early stage of the relationship, and then potentially revealing them later on. Even, it, And mm-hmm. I think you may have worked through them, so they're not so necessarily an issue for you. Mm-hmm. But by bringing these things up, they potentially could cause a problem in the dynamic of the relationship. Not always, but they potentially could. Mm-hmm. So some of those things, the question is, How much do you share? I mean, if somebody was an alcoholic, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, when someone gets into a new relationship, first thing is um, you're not going to greet the person and say, you know, that you you were an alcoholic like five years ago. It's not going to be the first thing. It's not going to probably be a good basis for starting a relationship. Yeah. The question is, when do you introduce that? Mm -hmm. If it's not an issue now, if it's something that you really feel is Mm -hmm. from the past, Mm -hmm. is it necessary to actually bring us up in the first place. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I can't answer that question. It depends on the dynamic in your relationship. Yeah. It's a question of what plays out and what's relevant at a given point in your relationship. Yeah. I and mean, if it's um, ongoing, yeah. obviously. Yeah.
0: if you know, if there's these issues going on that could yeah. affect the relationship, then then it needs to be out in the open.
1: Yeah, or if you <clears throat> if you know that your recovery is um, creating challenges for you and uh, in some aspects of your life that you might want to share with your partner. It depends really on the context, doesn't yeah. it? So it's, but it's this whole question of, you know, what what impact does this have on the relationship mm. when you don't tell something yeah. to your partner that is relevant here? Mm. Sometimes it might have <clears throat> absolutely no bearing, uh, and you are right in saying that you know your partner doesn't need to know everything about your past. Why should they? Might not be relevant, um, but some things might be relevant. Um, some of your preferences, some of what's really, some of your values, for example, they might be really relevant, and they need to be shared.
0: Yeah, and I think actually early on in a relationship. There is one some things that can actually be quite, um, I think, potentially risky for ourselves in mm. terms of the future of our well-being, which are sort of. You know, in terms of, for example, sexual preferences, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of, mm-hmm. you know, the prov- uh, proliferance of porn mm-hmm. and pornography where mm-hmm. maybe there's this expectation that people should do certain things mm-hmm. and you go along with certain things in those early yes. parts of a relationship that yeah. later on you may have a lot of shame about. That's a so really good point. So I think these are areas where I think even from the outset, these are mm-hmm. particularly important mm-hmm. to know that if... You're not being honest about something. Is Mm -hmm. this something that you actually would feel distinctly bad about that Mm -hmm. could make you feel, you know, a low sense of self-worth or not Mm -hmm. being valued? And I think these are the things that there's never a time that we shouldn't shouldn't be honest about that and not going along with certain things like that.
1: That's a very good example. Yeah, I mean, not
0: saying, you know, saying... Actually, yeah, I don't like action films, or kind of going along with that. Might not be a, such a big thing. Or oh, to me, actually, that that is something that I think is unnecessary. I mean, it's just not necessary.
1: You keep coming back to that. That's clearly very troubling <laughs> yeah. for you that idea. It is, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, I agree. I think it just it it it, it has different meaning. Yeah. Mm. So that might not be a big deal for someone else. It's not a big deal for me if somebody tells me I don't yeah. like this or that film. And yeah. then later on, I find out um, actually they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I would. For me, that's not a massive uh, yeah. problem, but uh, it, it it's context specific, and yeah. you know some some lies or omissions. Let's call them omissions rather than lies, um, hold different meanings.
0: Yeah. 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 And engaging in things that may create that sense of shame about yourself, mm. embarrassment, humiliation. Those are things to never. Mm -hmm. create a lie about never to go along with and that you're into about compliance it's that sense you know even complying with other things that may not seem on the on on the the outset to be so big but if we Mm -hmm. continue to do that that can have quite a strong effect and impact on our self-worth so i think you know that that being honest about these areas that where you go along with these things and not express it or say something the opposite of what you're feeling over time Mm -hmm. where that can have that you know quite destructive sense of uh well quite destructive impacts on our sense of self Mm -hmm. then these are the things that finding that safe way to express them Mm. and finding a way forwards that can hopefully strengthen the relationship i think are key
1: yeah it ties in with uh, a a discussion that we had in another podcast uh, where we were talking about boundaries so it's also being quite clear about um where are the boundaries here yeah Mm. Um, what are my self boundaries what are what are the boundaries, What's acceptable for me in this relationship, and what isn't? And if you don't set these boundaries early on in the relationship, they get um, they can sometimes get a little bit. Um, what's the word? That I'm, um, there can be transgression here. Yeah. Yeah. You can your boundaries can be transgressed, and you haven't made it very clear where where the transgression
0: is. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, honesty you know, can be so important uh, in a relationship, as we discussed about, and in order to do that, as we talked about it's finding a safe way to do that. And our course, The Relationship Maze, is a great way to discover more insights about yourself and your partner and know how to communicate safely. Please tune in again to the next podcast, and we hope to speak to you then.
1: Take good counsel then. Bye.
0: Bye.